Pod Squad. I can't yell because the baby's sleeping. Um, we are on. Our... <laughs> we continue our journey through Westeros when they explain the Thrones. Um, I am known as a familiar who've seen the Game of Thrones, and I'm partnered up here with Shane. What's up, podcast people? And we uh, explain episode by episode to our good friend Matt, who has not seen a single episode, and so he's catching up. Um, as we tell them, we try our best to actually go word for word. If you heard the last episode, I must have talked for an hour straight. But hey, Matt, <laughs> would you like to say hello? Lope troop. Come with me if you want to laugh. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. Arnold makes me laugh every time. <laughs> well done. <laughs> <laughs> so today we're talking about the spoils of war. <laughs> before we get into it guys though have you guys caught up on any new shows or anything so uh we finished uh cobra kai good right good good good. and i just want to i'm gonna play this because i know uh, uh i don't know let's see i'm sorry what? Bullshit. Bullshit. Hold on. This is one of those choose your own adventure things. I knew it. So I play that because I know you told us that you loved Cobra Kai and, and you just it was just a joke to get us to watch it, right? <laughs> no, it's good. It's really right? good. No. Uh it's you know, I'll admit the, you know, the last, the last portion of the the second season, you know, it's got the the best drama, the the coolest twists, whatever. And I think that's what you said was was coming. Um, and you know, I, I appreciate that, but it's like it's a it's just a a bad show on like ABC Family. No, it's better than that. It's you know on what I mean? Netflix now. I know, but it it's just it reminds me of all those tweeny shows, you know, I don't know. It it like like I said, John, you know, Johnny and his uh everything he says is so cringeworthy. It's just the whole show, you know, is just so <laughs> so cringy it's to me. It's so it's good. Just People so cringy to me. Don't it's listen hard. He's crazy. It's really hard to get through it. He watches it after a 12-hour shift, so he's not paying attention. Well, Rod- that is true, but... Rodney, I-, I will give you this. Nothing Shane is saying is going to affect uh, how I feel about Cobra Kai. Right. <laughs> you guys have the same opinion. I was but he never- hasn't seen it, though. Never- I was never going to give it a chance. That's <laughs> personal to you. I watch very few new shows, and um, anything with that is in the Karate Kid universe just wasn't really going to do it for me. So, that kid Hawk, 
Oh, I cannot. <laughs> Every time he comes on, there's just stupid faces there. And he's going to do something, and they play that hawk scream in the back, and I just, oh. <laughs> oh, my God. Dude, and that's not Cobra Kai. What are you watching? Oh. No, if you're if you're into those, uh, like I said, it's perfect comp. ABC Family, they would have those, you know, tween shows where, uh, yeah, I don't know such thing as ABC Family. (laughs) What is it now? Is that like I don't uh, know Fusion or something? What is it called? I have no idea. I don't know, but our grandmother watched a lot. What's that? Mine and Shane's grandmother watches that channel a lot. That's why I see. Oh my god. Uh, oh, Shane's still been watching stuff. No, I'm wow. good. No, I'm good. Surprised. How about you, Matt? Anything? Oh man. Um Shane can keep going because I literally am not watching anything. <laughs> um I, uh, yeah, no, I've been, um, rewatching Fresh Prince of Bel-Air on HBO Max. Um, same thing I said last week. Uh, beyond that, no, I, uh. Did you get to the dad episode? That was, that happened yesterday, yes. Oh my God. Just thinking about it makes me want to cry. Well, and I, I, I really think Without that episode, I don't know if Will Smith ever becomes like a like a like a serious role guy in Hollywood. Like I think he always because like I think he stays like the action comedy dude. Mm-hmm. Um because that's probably the best serious scene of his entire life. Um and whew, man, it's really, really good. Um yeah. the, show, yeah. the, show, the show holds up really well. Um yeah. Most oh no! Here comes Shane. You know, it's like on. I don't. I don't. NBC really family. No, I, I, I was never a fan from the beginning. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I would watch it. It would be on. Um, but I do have to say that that episode is. Is it because the cast top notch? Yeah, that that is just the best. That <laughs> one. I didn't know. <laughs> I get uh, Carlton huh? be kind of annoying, but come on. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, I, I know that, I know that, uh, or I, I, I thought that I remembered that Shane was never like a, a real fan of the show, but for someone that liked it in the nineties, it, yeah. hits, it hits the same way today. Like I loved, um, Saved by the Bell as a kid. I watch it now. It is just rash it's it's so I, I can I, I i still enjoy it oh man um it was on uh so i i got a i didn't realize that i got such a a a head start on uh peacock um because i guess yeah, it, i just got an advertisement for it today yeah i guess it went live today but um through xfinity we got it um when we moved in uh so over a month ago and it just plays like random stuff through the day, or at least that's what it was doing. I don't know if that's what it's going to continue to do. And the Save by the Bell, the um, the one when they're in a band, that that episode, Zack Attack, yeah, yeah. Um, 
friends forever. Uh, so I watched most of that one, and I was just like, oh, my God. Yeah. Like, like until, like, this is no, this is no bullshit. Until I was 20 years old, when I saw The Wire for the first time, I said Saved by the Bell was my favorite show. <laughs> <laughs> And looking back, I am really embarrassed for 20-year-old me um, because, man, uh, luckily nobody's really holding me to that anymore. Um, Well, until people hear this. Um, Yeah, that. uh Yeah. No, I um, really haven't been watching much. I've been uh, using my my non-work time to... uh, to work on a couple things, some some stuff that I'm uh, excited about that I am not going to talk about um, on the podcast just yet. But yeah, I'm working on some stuff and it's cool. So cool, very cool. Congratulations. Thank you. I know what you're working on. You might know one thing. Yeah. You do? No, I don't know. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Uh, for me, I, what, I, what I've been working on firing somebody, but it's been difficult. Um, that's okay. Names will not be said. Um, I actually, um, I looked it up for you. You cannot fire your child. Dang it. Um, you're, uh, yeah, kind of. This kid keeps just pooping and crying. Doesn't do anything. <laughs> Didn't give me a tax break. <laughs> cost me money nah uh we've realized that we have uh apple tv when nat bought her uh iphone last year so they gave her like a free um subscription for a year and then we started watching the morning show have you guys heard of that is that the one with um steve carell yes uh i mean i haven't seen it but yeah I've, i've i've heard of it yeah it's got jennifer aniston reese witherspoon steve carell um, it's actually pretty good. The first episode was like almost like a knockoff of the newsroom to me at first. I'm like, oh, this is kind of whatever. And it it's kind of going parallel with the Matt Lauer story that happened a couple years back. Um, but no, it it's I we've watched like five episodes now. It's actually gotten really good. It's quite interesting. And Steve Carell, like, kudos to him. He's Every now and then I'll get like bits of like Michael Scott, but um, when he like does his anger, uh, when he speaks really, really angrily or sad, great job. Like he's he's really talented. Was it new? Uh, it came out last year. Yeah. Hmm. Well, that's pretty good. Not going to lie. It's actually pretty darn good. I would say give it a chance, but I don't want to hear another. <laughs> <laughs> But for those who have Apple TV, watch it. I think you'll enjoy it. Uh, it's basically just the morning show is the like uh, the Today Show on NBC. Um, and so it's about their making of the story, but their lives. Um, it's it's actually pretty good. But that's all I've been watching. Man, there is way way too much TV. Yes, yes, absolutely. Pretty soon movies won't even be around. It's just going to be like, oh, this streaming service has this movie, you know? Yeah. Uh, they'll be released that way. Yeah, it's it's, it's going to be 
all TV shows and Marvel movies, and that's all. <laughs> Are the theaters even open yet? No, no, uh, they were, I think, but now they, they were, got and then down. yeah, they they shut down after the uh, the COVID surge in our yeah. number one bars. But I know gyms shut down. Yeah, well, I know in uh, California shut down all restaurants again a few days ago. Really? Yeah, that yeah. hasn't happened here yet. It's just a fifty percent capacity rule. Yeah, everyone should just wear carry Lysol, rub themselves down, and stay home. Yeah. What have you guys been up to besides some TV watching? You guys ever play Risk? Yes, we. Oh, I actually no. I played uh, Axis and Allies. Remember? Yeah, but no, oh, not Risk itself. A long time ago. Uh, so I, I've had a a, a a a copy of it, I guess, uh, for a while, but never played it. And uh, we broke it out last week, and we played a few games. It's it's really fun. Yeah, it was like you versus uh, your wifey. Yeah. Yeah, I would just do the two-player where the uh, everyone else is passive. Um, we're just kind of getting getting used to it. Mm. Who won? She won the first one. I won the second one. Mm. That's the wrong answer. And, huh? <laughs> Nothing. Well, That's she, cool. she, she almost she almost didn't make it through the first game because she was so upset. <laughs> but then she ended up winning. So. Oh, then it's like, this is a fun game now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> cool. I had some friends over this weekend for, uh, or this past Thursday for some tacos, which were delicious. Um, really appreciate how my house can drown out sound. Uh, yeah. They brought over their kids who are, are super adorable and wonderful. <laughs> and they ran all over the place. But you know what? It wasn't that bad. It wasn't loud at all. Yeah. Huh, that's funny. Cool. Uh, Checking my phone <laughs> for a taco invite. Um, oh, it's probably in my email. <laughs> no. <laughs> you, you didn't get the invite? I'm going to need, I'll just um, restart my phone. I'm sure it'll pop up. Uh, <laughs> haven't. Had a hard restart on my phone in a while, so let's just yeah. There's, Did you want to have a? Must have been some kind of mix-up. Do you want to have a taco night this Saturday or Friday night? To Friday um, night. I mean, not if it's a pity invite, but no, no, no. It's just because it was on a weekday. Then it was kind of late. I didn't, and you have to drive like forty minutes. I, I felt bad if you had to drive all the way down with the kids. Oh, yeah, no, it's cool. It's like I mean, everybody has excuses for. A lot of stuff. So, <laughs> so uh, you guys want to tell me about some stupid fucking pointless show? Let's go. Let's do this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so last time on Explain of Thrones, we talked about the Queen's Justice. Do you remember what happened? Um, Olena admitted to being um, Joffrey's killer. Uh, she admitted it to Jamie. This was after um, Jamie and his army took uh, 
whatever that place is called where Elena lives. High Garden. High Garden. Um. So, Elena's dead. Jamie gave her poison, and basically her last words were that she killed Joffrey. And uh, please go tell Cersei that I that I it was me. Um. So, the Lannister army took Highgarden. Um, Grey Worm and the Unsullied took Casterly Rock, but it came at a price. Because uh, Euron's um, fleet destroyed all of um, Daenerys' ships, right? Mm-hmm. That's all I remember. So Daenerys... Uh, had a nice uh, dinner party with uh, the Greyjoys, but she didn't invite uh, Alaria Sand, and uh, she was pretty pissed. Yeah, well, last I checked, Alaria poisons people that that disrespects her. So um, <laughs> maybe everybody should be careful next time they leave Alaria out. Uh, <laughs> Gotcha. Uh, um, wow. Oh, John arrived um, at Dragonstone. Uh, and he's sort of being held there against his will, kind of. Because um, he doesn't have his weapon. But uh, Daenerys is going to give him all the dragon glass that uh, she has. Um, and. Um, I'm sorry, but between High Garden and Dragon Glass, I feel like we're talking about some stupid fucking weed show. Uh, <laughs> um, CBD oil, yeah. Yes. Um, uh, Theon was was rescued, uh, and he claims that he tried to save Yara, but nobody's buying it. Right. Um, that's it, right? No. Uh, well, in Old Town. Um... Jorah is now healed from gray scale. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Uh, Sansa's like leading Winterfell. Um, she ha- she has a conversation with Bran about him being the three-eyed raven now, and he had his little <laughs> visions about her. Yeah. Oh, and um, eh. Sam's reward for saving Jorah is not being punished. Yes, yeah. correct. Not he gets to, uh, yeah, he gets to copy every all these old manuscripts over. Cool. And Euron uh, gets back to King's Landing with Ilaria and her daughter. Remember? Oh yeah, I gives forgot. Them to Cersei. Yeah. Yep. No. Okay. Yep. And uh, before uh, the Unsullied go to Cashley Rock, there's a scissoring scene. Oh yeah! <laughs> How could I forget? <laughs> so that's about that's a good recap. There you go. So now seven oh four, season seven, episode four, the spoils of war. We actually start off in High Garden. The Lannister army is now marching back to King's Landing. Jamie has um, one of the wagons full of gold. Stop. He grabs a heavy bag of gold and gives it to Bronn. Bronn is commenting. Um, 
that Jamie just won the biggest prize, but he's looking upset. And Bron then goes on to say that he still is owed a castle. Brian asks if um, he could have Highgarden. Jamie reminds him that they are at war and Daenerys could come the very next day and move right in. Jamie tells him that after the war, all the castles in the Seven Kingdoms will be his for the choosing, um, with no one left to take it away from him. Bronn is questioning now um, how quiet and peaceful it will be under Cersei's rule when Randall and Dickon starts riding up. Uh, they say that they are... Um, they have all the uh, uh, granaries. What are those? Granaries. Oh, all the grain and everything emptied out, right? Yeah. Um, and loaded into wagons. Uh, Jamie's uh, tasked Braun to help speed up the process. Um, so it's just an update from after the battle, how they're basically emptying out High Garden for further gold and their food storage. Um, and then it actually goes to King's Landing. And in King's Landing, um, Cersei is sitting with Tycho. Is that how you pronounce his name? Yeah. He's the guy from the Iron Bank. Um, and he says, uh, I must say, I don't think the Iron Bank has ever had a debt of this magnitude repaid in a single installment. I always considered your father a very effective and efficient man, but you appear to redefine those terms entirely. Cersei's like, you're too kind, my lord. And he says, I'm neither a lord, your grace. Um, I'm neither kind nor a lord. I am merely an instrument of the institution I represent. Its well-being um, is a matter of arithmetic, not sen uh, sentiment. And the current arithmetic is outstanding. Um, Cersei goes, um, and he says, uh, and the gold, Cersei says, it's on its way. Her brother is supervising the transportation itself. Himself, uh, Tycho said, some of the Iron Bank will be disappointed. Uh, they've grown fond over your interest payments. Cersei says, uh, we must devise a way to raise their spirits. Tycho says, yes, perhaps we could be of assistance in some current venture. Uh, Cersei, I, though my only venture at this moment is reestablishing control over the continent and every person on it. Tycho, I have a great deal uh, of potential I see a great deal of potential in the venture. I imagine it would require out, uh, outside investment. Cersei says, it will indeed. I need, I need to expand my armies, my navies. My hand, Kyburn, has been overturned to the, um, had made overtures to the Golden Company in Essos. So this is, this is the first time we hear about the Golden Company, right? Uh, I don't think so. I think... Uh... When Daenerys was kind of on her travels, they talk about it a little bit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think you're right. When the two sons and everything. Um, yeah. So the Golden Company is like this vast army that's for hire, basically. So now they're they're starting to bring them into the picture. Tycho says, I know them well. They have helped us recover significant sums from parties who uh, had fallen into deep array. Uh Cersei, it's good to hear. I, too, would like them to recover some things that belong to me. Tycho says, rest assured, Your Grace, you can count on the Iron Bank support as soon as the gold arrives. So basically, yeah, you pay us back, but feel free to borrow again so you can hire the golden uh, company to help you out. Um, I actually knew somebody named uh, Tycho once, and he was a real douchebag. 
So is this guy a douchebag? No, not really. He's all about the gold. Does this guy have a sleeve of tattoos of all Street Fighter characters? Hey, 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 hey. (laughs) Maybe. We haven't really seen his arm. Because the other Tycho did. So. He's not like a cool guy, actually. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so we go to Winterfell. How do you, oh, how do you spell it? T-Y-C-H-O. Hey, uh, same, same way. Wow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> All right, so Winterfell. Um, Littlefinger, and she's the dagger that uh, once was used to try and kill Bran. Um, and he hands it to Bran. Uh, Littlefinger says, this is for you. The last man who wielded it meant to cut your throat. But your mother fought him off. The other dagger, the one that took her life, I would have stopped that dagger with my own heart if I could have. I wasn't there for her when she needed me most. But I'm here for her now to do what she would have done to protect her children. Anything I can do for you, Brandon, you need only ask. And Brand says, do you know who this belonged to? Littlefinger says, no. That very question was what started the War of the Five Kings. In a way, that dagger made you what you are today. Forced you from your home, driven out to the wilds beyond the wall. I imagine you've seen uh, things most men wouldn't believe. To go through all of that and make your way home again only to find such chaos in the world, I can only imagine. Uh, And this is where Bran looks up to Littlefinger and says, chaos is a ladder. Um, And Littlefinger is shocked. Uh, You know, do you know why? Yeah, Littlefinger said that before. Yeah, to uh, Varys, remember? Yeah, I didn't remember who, but I knew he said it. And I think Littlefinger is shitting his pants because he knows that Bran knows way too much. Yeah. Uh, Just then, Mira enters the room. Uh, Littlefinger gets up. Uh, He says, I'm sorry to have disturbed you, Lord Stark. Uh, Bran says, I'm not Lord Stark. And then Littlefinger leaves. Uh, Mira asks, what's that? Um, Bran is sitting in a a wheelchair. Um, He says, "Uh, Maester Wolken built it for me so I can move around more easily. Uh, Mira says, it's a good idea. And she just kind of stands there awkwardly. Um, you know, you can tell she wants to say something, but can't, uh, bring herself to do it. Uh, so Bran says, uh, you're leaving. And Mira says, I don't want to leave you, but when, when they come, I need to be with my family. Plus you're safe. Well, as safe as anyone can be now, you don't need me anymore. And Bran says, no, I don't. Uh, Mira just kind of stands there. Um, this is where she gets real emotional. She says, that's all you've got to say. Uh, Bran says, you know, cold face says, thank you. Uh, Mira says, thank you. And Bran says, for helping me. Uh, and then Mira just goes off on him and says, my brother died for you. Hodor and Summer died for you. I almost died for you. Bran? And Bran steps in and says, I'm not really, not anymore. And Mira's really crying at this point. Bran continues, I remember what it felt like to be Brandon Stark, but I remember so much else now. And then Mira stands there with uh, tears in her eyes, and she says, you died in that cave. And then she turns around and leaves. Um, outside of Winterfell, uh, Arya, 
climbs, uh, rides her horse to the top of a hill so she can see the the whole castle. Um, and then we go to a scene where she's uh, walking into the main gate of the castle, uh, but is stopped by two guards. Um, the first guard says, hold up, where are you going? And Arya says, in there, I live there. Uh, this causes the guards to laugh. Uh, the first guard says, fuck off. Uh, Arya says... <laughs> Uh, Arya says, I'm Arya Stark. This is my home. And then they laugh again. Uh, the second guard says, Arya Stark's dead. Uh, Arya says, send for Maester Lewin or Sir Roderick. They'll tell you who I am. And the second guard continues, there's no Roderick here. And the first guard pipes in, Maester's name is Wolken. Arya says, go ask Jon Snow then, the king in the north. He's my brother. Uh, first guard says, he's a thousand miles away. Second guard continues, look, it's cold and we're busy, so you know, best to fuck off. Uh, Arya says, if John's gone, who's in charge? And then the guard too says, uh, the Lady of Winterfell, uh, Lady Stark. And Arya asks, which Lady Stark? Uh, the first guard says, you tell us, you're the one impersonating her sister. And then Arya realizes and she says, tell Sansa her sister's home. Uh, the first guard says, Lady Sansa is too busy to waste her breath on you, just like us. So for the last time, fuck off. And the first guard uh, goes to grab Arya, uh, but she pulls on her matrix moves and kind of darts out of the way. Uh, Arya says, I'm getting into the castle one way or another. Uh, if I'm not who I say I am, I won't last long. But if I am, and Sansa finds out you turned me away, uh, this is where the two guards... Uh, share a look and they lead her into the castle um, the second guard uh, you know they're leading her they basically tell her okay you stand there don't move we're going to go talk to Sansa um, the two guards start to argue over who will actually go tell Sansa and this is where um, Arya looks around uh, drinks in being home for the first time in a long time uh, she looks over the whole courtyard uh, ending up with the direwolf banner hanging on the wall. Uh, the two, uh, two guards are still arguing when they stop, and when they turn around, Arya's gone. Um, now we go to the two guards standing in front of Sansa. Um, second guard says, we told her to wait. We were standing right next to her, and first guard continues, and, and when we turned around, she's gone, my lady. She, she was nothing, some wintertown girl. Uh, second guard says, she comes in asking for uh, Sir Roderick. Roderick, yeah. Lewin, yeah. And Maester Lewin. And don't trouble yourself over it, my lady. We'll, we'll find her. And this is where, you know, hearing those names, uh, she knows it was Arya. And she says, you don't have to. I know where she is. Um, and we go to the crypts. And Sansa walks down uh, to find Arya standing in front of their father's statue. Um, seeing Arya, Sansa stops about 20 feet away. Arya asks, do I have to call you Lady Stark now? Sansa says yes. Uh, she gets a smile, runs to give Arya a hug. Um, Sansa says, you shouldn't have run from the guards. And Arya says, I didn't run. You need better guards. Uh, Arya looks over Sansa and says, it suits you. Lady Stark, uh, John left you in charge? Sansa says, he did. I hope he comes back soon. I remember how happy he was to see me. When he sees you, his heart will probably stop. They share a laugh. Uh, they both turn to look at their father's statue. 
Uh, Arius says, it doesn't look like him. Should have been carved by someone who knew his face. Sansa says, everyone who knew his face is dead. Uh, Arius says, we're not. Uh, they say you killed Joffrey, did you? Uh, Sansa says, I wish I had. Arius says, hmm, me too. I was angry when I heard someone else had done it. However long my list got, he was always first. And Sansa, you know, says, your list? Arius says, the people I'm going to kill. Um, and after a pause, Sansa starts to laugh, which gets Arya to laugh. Um, so that's, you know, just a little inkling, kind of like when uh, Arya said she's going to kill the queen to the Lannister soldiers, and they just thought it was a joke. Uh, Sansa asks, how did you get back to Winterfell? Arya says, it's a long story. I imagine yours is too. Sansa says, yes, not a very pleasant one. Arya uh, admits, uh, mine neither, but our stories aren't over yet. Sansa says, no, they're not. Um, and this is where Arya uh, is now the one to initiate a hug with her sister. Um, Sansa realizes uh, that she left something out, tells Arya that Bran is home too. Um, Arya gets a big smile on her face, <clears throat> but it slowly disappears when she sees Sansa isn't smiling. Uh, so we go to the heart tree uh, where Bran is sitting there by himself. Um, Arya and Sansa walk up. Bran says, you came home. Uh, Arya runs up, gives Bran a hug. Uh, Bran says, I saw you at the crossroads. And Arya's like, you saw me. Bran says, I see quite a lot now. And then Sansa kind of steps in and says, Bran has visions. And then Bran says, I thought you might go to King's Landing. Arya said, so did I. And Sansa says, why would you go back there? And Bran said, Cersei's on uh, her list of names. And Sansa, you know, asks, well, who else is on this list? Arya says, most of them are dead already. And then this is where Bran uh, pulls out the dagger that Littlefinger gave him. Arya says, where did you get this? Bran says, Littlefinger gave it to me. And Arya's like, Littlefinger, he's here? And Sansa says, he is declared for House Stark. Uh, why would he give you a dagger? Bran says, he thought I'd want it. And Sansa asks, why? And Bran says, because it was meant to kill me. Sansa says, the cutthroat, after your fall? Arya says, why would a cutthroat have a Valerian steel dagger? Bran says, someone very wealthy wanted me dead. Uh, Sansa, uh, you know, kind of warns him, says, he's not a generous man. He wouldn't give you anything unless he thought he was getting something back. And Bran says, it doesn't matter. And Sansa's like, what do you mean it doesn't matter? And Bran says, I don't want it. And this is where he hands it to Arya. And Arya's like, are you sure? It's Valerian steel. And Bran says, it's wasted on a cripple. Um, this is where Arya takes the dagger. Um, Arya and Sansa push Bran back into the castle. Uh, Brienne walks up with Podrick uh, next to her. Uh, Brienne stares at the three Stark children walk by. Uh, Podrick says, Catelyn Stark would be proud. You kept your vow. And Brienne says, I did next to nothing. Podrick says, you're too hard on yourself, my lady. Uh, and Brienne kind of uh like a reflex is about to say i'm not a lady but she stops and says thank you podrick um and then we finish with a quick look at little finger staring down at the three united siblings walking away i have a prediction okay, okay. ari is going to kill little finger with that dagger okay cool when 
Um, episode nine. Well, is it? There's not nine episodes. <laughs> I know. Season, right? Well, no, like that's. I'm trying to figure. Out, I was going to say like second to last episode of the season. <laughs> I don't know. There's only seven this this season. Okay, then I'll say episode six. 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 Why? Because yeah. the second to last episode. Normally, yeah. there's ten. Oh. Just because she hits the second last episode. Sorry, little figure, I gotta kill you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, you mean why? Oh, gotcha. Um, I think that um, she's going to continue talking to Bran, and they, Bran will basically, like, without coming out and saying it, will say that Littlefinger tried to have him killed. And then Arya is going to talk to Sansa and be like, we need to get rid of this dude. And Sansa's not going to be willing to pull the trigger, so then Arya's just going to do it herself. Mm, okay. In fact, I think Arya is going to pretend she's going to use her faceless powers to pretend <laughs> that she is Sansa, and then she will murder Littlefinger in that instance. Oh, bring him into her room, right? Come here, yeah. Littlefinger. Yep. Dead. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's, yeah. Very good. Cool. Uh, we go to Dragonstone. All right. In Dragonstone, we have Daenerys and Missandei. Um, They're walking down some stairs to the beach uh, with Dothraki following behind them. Missandei, your grace, uh, there's still no word from the Unsullied? Daenerys, soon. He will come back soon. Missandei, he better. Daenerys, what happened? And Missandei has this coy look on her face. She says, many things. Daenerys is like, ooh, many things. And while they're having numbers, <laughs> she for me too. <laughs> while they're having that conversation, Jon Snow is standing at the bottom of the steps, and he interrupts them. Uh, Daenerys and Missandei follow him to the to this cave, and she's like, "I want to shiver your timbers now." John says, <laughs> uh, "I want you to see it before we start hacking it to bits." He has his torch that leads him to the darkness. Uh, he then It's a vast cavern. The walls uh, are lined with pockets of dragon glass. Uh, he says, well, this is it. All we'll ever need. Daenerys is like in awe. It's, uh, it's kind of hard to see. Like th- They shot this really dark. Um, but uh, there is something else that I want to show you, Your Grace. John leads him further into the cave um, where he found a room with drawings on the wall. On one particular wall, there is what looks like a sun um, above a shape that has seven legs that are spiraling. And um, and it, there's a bunch of them all over the place. John says, the children of the forest made these. And Daenerys asks when, as she's looking at the carvings. Um, he, John, a very long time ago. Thanks, obviously. Um, Daenerys. <laughs> Uh, they were right here, standing where we are standing, before they were Targaryens or Starks or Lannisters. And he holds up a light, uh, to, and it shows even more and more of those circular mazes and stuff. Um, maybe even before they were men. And John says no. Um, and he takes her to another room. John says, uh, they were here together, the children and the first men. He shows a drawing of the men and the children of the forest standing by um, the same spiral circular type drawings. Daenerys asks, doing what? Fighting each other? And John pulls further uh, into the room 
to see other drawings. He says, they fought together against their common enemy. And he shows her a drawing of White Walkers that have the blue eyes and everything. Despite their differences, despite their suspicion, together, we need to do the same thing if we're going to survive. Because the enemy is real, it's always been real. Darren Ariston says, and you say you can't defeat them without my army and my dragons. John says, no, I don't think I can. Daenerys, I will fight for you. I will fight for the North when you bend the knee. John, my people won't accept a southern ruler, not after everything they've suffered. Daenerys then walks closer to John. They will if their king does. They chose you to lead them. They chose you to protect him. Isn't their survival more important than your pride? Um, at that point, John Daenerys, Missandei, and Davos exit the cave to see Varys and Tyrion waiting for them. Daenerys says, Daenerys says, what is it? Tyrion says, we took Casterly Rock. Daenerys, that's very good news. And then she has a solemn look on her face, isn't it? Um, next thing you know, uh, the group is walking at a brisk pace um, on the beach, led by Daenerys. Davos says, you'll want to discuss this amongst yourself, perhaps. And Daenerys says, you will stay. All my allies are gone. They've been taken from me while I'm sitting here on this island. Tyrion says, you still have the largest army. Daenerys, who won't be able to eat because Cersei has taken all the food from the Reach. Tyrion, call Grey Worm and the Unsullied back. We still have enough ships to carry the Dothraki to the mainland. Commit to the blockade of King's Landing. We have a plan. It's still the right plan. Daenerys, the right plan? Your strategy has lost us Dorne, the Iron Islands, and the Reach. Tyrion, if I have underestimate, underestimated my enemies, and Daenerys interrupts, our enemies? She's pissed now. Your family, you mean. Perhaps you don't want to hurt them at all. And then you hear the dragons. They're flying over the sea, roaring. Enough with the clever plans. I have three large dragons. I'm going to fly to the Red Keep. Tyrion yeah, says, it's time. Let's do it. <laughs> Tyrion's like, we've discussed this. I can't get onto the dragon. I'm too small. <laughs> <laughs> No, we discussed this. Daenerys says, my enemies are in the Red Keep. What kind of queen am I if I am not willing to risk my life to fight them? Tyrion says, a smart one. Daenerys then looks at Jon. What do you think I should do? Jon says, I would never presume to. And she says, I'm at war. I'm losing. What do you think I should do? He says, I never thought that dragons would exist again. No one did. The people who follow you now, uh, the people who follow you now know that you made something impossible happen. Maybe that helps them believe that you can make other impossible things happen. Build a world that's different than the shit one they've always known. But if you use the, them to melt castles and burn cities, you're no different. You're just more of the same. And then we go to Winterfell. <clears throat> so in Winterfell, uh, Brienne and Podrick are sparring. Um, Brienne... Uh, is getting the best of Podrick by knocking him to the ground. And then she tells him what he did wrong. Uh, so she does this a few times. And uh, the stuff she says is like, don't lunge or don't go where your enemies lead you. Stuff like that. Um, after uh, we see a few of these, uh, Arya walks up and interrupts her training and says, uh, Arya says, don't fight someone like her in the first place. Uh, so she basically cuts uh, Brienne off from uh, another listen. 
Uh, Brienne says, nice sword. Um, she says, very nice dagger. Um, so Arya pulls out the dagger, kind of flips it in her hand before giving it to Brienne to inspect. Um, now we see uh, Sansa walking above in the castle with Littlefinger. Uh, Sansa says, if they haven't contributed the right amount of grain to the stores, then I'm afraid they'll have to make do uh, with what they've brought. Uh, we can't. And this is where she kind of turns to look down and sees uh, Arya standing there with Brienne. Uh, we go back to Arya. She says, it's been a while since I trained. Uh, Brienne says, I can go and find the ma uh, master of arms for you, my lady. Uh, Arya says, he didn't beat the hound. You did. I want to train with you. Uh, you swore to serve both my mother's daughters, didn't you? Um, and then still looking from above, Sansa gets uh, this worried look on her face. Uh, Brienne says, uh, move aside, Podrick. Uh, Brienne and Arya get in position to spar. Um, Arya pulls out Needle. Uh, Brienne says, you can't use that, my lady. It's too small. Uh, Arya uh, assures her, says, I won't cut you. Don't worry. Uh, <laughs> this is where Brienne, uh, you know, she's got this, okay, you know, I don't, I don't want to hurt you, but you insist. So she holds up her sword. Um, Brienne says, I will try not to. Um, with one hand held behind her back, uh, Arya whirls, uh, parrying, parrying Brienne's attack to point needle uh, to Brienne's neck, uh, clearly, clearly winning uh, their first exchange. Um, this is where Brienne has another look on her face. Is like, oh shit, what did I get myself into? Um, they reset, uh, but Arya is now holding Needle behind her back um, as she does this uh, Matrix kind of dodge um, to get out of the way of Brienne's uh, first few swings of her sword. Uh, then Arya uses Needle to deflect. Brienne's sword and score another killing blow, um, getting basically a second point. Uh, for their third bout, uh, Brienne is now clearly motivated. Uh, they knock swords until Arya whirls low to hit Brienne's knees and then uh, hits swords again until Brienne knocks Needle aside and kicks Arya in the chest, uh, knocking her to the ground. Uh, Brienne is startled after she sees what she has done. But right after Arya um, does this like breakdancing ninja swirl flip to get back on her feet um, and in this crouching position, uh, they continue to spar uh, in earnest now. Brienne slowly driving Arya back. Uh, Needle is knocked out of Arya's hands as Brienne uh, continues to press forward. Uh, Arya dodges blow after blow until she pulls the dagger from her belt. Um, so this is where she pulls it out in her right hand, but then that's when Brienne grabs her right hand, so she does this quick flip to her left hand. Um, and then at the same time, Arya lunges the dagger to Brienne's throat, and Brienne points her sword down at Arya's throat uh, to uh, a stalemate. Uh, both fighters are breathing heavily and have a smile on their face. Uh, they kind of pull away. Brienne asks, who taught you how to do that? And what do you think Arya said? Uh, no one. No Me, one, Kate exactly. Chow, yeah. <laughs> uh, from in above... Reality, so in reality, Lionel Richie taught her how to uh, water, <laughs> water dance. dance. The, uh, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so from above, Sansa is clearly dismayed uh, and walks away. Uh, Brienne 
looks up to see Littlefinger standing there. Um, Arya sees where she's looking. She looks up as well and stares daggers at Littlefinger. Uh, Littlefinger uh, shrinks away, gives a quick bow, and then uh, runs off. And so we go back to Dragonstone. Why is Sansa, like, bummed out? I don't think she's bummed out. I think she's, like, maybe she's relieved seeing how good of a fighter she is now. Like, she's like she's taking care of herself. She grew up, too. Uh, obviously, something happened where she had to grow up differently, you know? But I thought, I thought you said that she was clearly, like, dismayed or whatever. I think she's just, you know, a lot is... Bran came back and he's different, and Arya came back and she's this like world class warrior. So just a, a lot is it's going different. on. And she, yeah, yeah. And she's just different. having a hard time uh, accepting the new reality of of where everyone's at. Okay, got it. All right. I guess I I took that I took when I first heard that she was disap that it sounded like she was disappointed. I took that as like she now sees Arya as like a threat of some sort. And I just, I didn't understand that. So, okay. Cool. Gotcha. Now that could very well be, uh, I just didn't take it that way, but that's a good observation. Yeah. I mean, we get hints of that coming up, but I, like I, said, I think it's just more of, you know, who the hell are these people that I once called my family? You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, so we go to Dragonstone. So Dragonstone, it's John and Davos, and they're walking down some stairs towards the beach. Uh, Davos says, "What do you think of her?" John, who? Davos, I believe you know what. Uh, I believe you know who I'm speaking. John, I think she has a good heart. Davos, a good heart. I've noticed you staring at her good heart. John, there's no time for that. I saw the Night King, Davos. I looked into his eyes. How many men do you do we have in the north to fight him? Ten thousand less. Davos, fewer. What's uh, speaking? And then they they keep walking. He's like, well, speaking of good hearts, Masande of Noth. So Masande's there. Sir Davos, Lord Snow, uh, King Snow, isn't it? Um, no. And Davos uh, says it's King Snow, isn't it? No, that doesn't sound right. King John. John says it doesn't matter. Masande, forgive me, but may I ask a question? John, of course. Missande, your name is Jon Snow, but your father's name is Ned Stark. Jon says, I'm a bastard. My mother and father weren't married. Davos, is, that, is the custom different in Noth? Missande says, we don't, have the we don't have marriage in Noth, so the concept of a bastard doesn't exist. Davos, that sounds liberating. Jon, why did you leave your homeland? Missande lets him, lets him know she was stolen away from slavers. John apologizes. You know, I'm sorry uh, that happened. Davos, if I may, how did a slave girl come to advise Daenerys Targaryen? Missandei, she bought me from my master and set me free. Davos says, that was good of her, of course. You're serving her now, aren't you? Missandei, I serve my queen because I want to serve my queen, because I believe in her. John, and if you wanted to sail home to Noth tomorrow... Then she, uh, Masande said, then she would give me a ship and wish me good fortune. And John says, you believe that. Masande says, I know it. All of us who came with her from Essos, we believe in her. 
She's not our queen because she's daughter of some king we never knew. She's the queen we chose. Davos to John. Well, you forgive me. Uh, will you forgive me uh, if I switch sides? And at that point, there's this bell ringing in the distance. And they turn to see a single ship heading towards the harbor or the castle. John says, is that a Greyjoy ship? And then we cut to the beach, and there's eight men coming to shore. One of them is Theon. There's John, Davos, Masande, and some Dothraki men there. And Theon sees John and stops. John stops walking, uh, starts walking towards Theon. Theon says, John, I didn't know you were here. Sansa, is she all right? John then grabs Theon by his shirt, pulls his face within inches away from him, and kisses him. <laughs> and what? And kisses him. <laughs> he said, I need more men like you in the north. <laughs> no. <laughs> now, he does pull his uh, face within inches away from him. John says, what you did to her is the only reason I'm not killing you. Davos says, um, we heard your uncle attack your fleet. We thought you were dead. Theon said, I should be. Davos, your sister? He says, Euron, uh, Theon says, Euron has her. I came to ask the queen to help me get her back. John, the queen is gone. Uh-oh. Theon, where did she go? And then we cut to the Rose Road. What's the Rose Road? That's the road from High Garden to King's Landing. Okay. So, on the road... Uh, the bulk of the Lannister army is making camp. Uh, they are still a ways away from King's Landing. Uh, Jamie and Bronn are on their horses uh, overlooking the camp. Uh, this is where Randall oh, Tarly shit. rides up. Are they going to get attacked by a dragon? Oh, shit. Uh, Randall no. Tarly rides up. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm sorry. What? Um, Randall Tarly rides up. I don't know if I said that. Um, he tells them that all the gold wait, wait, is wait, wait, safely wait, wait. Wait. through the gates. Does, um, Randall Tarly ride up? <laughs> yes. Yes. So Randall, uh, of House Tarly, mm. uh, rides up next to them. Gotcha. Okay. That's him. See him right wow. there? Yep, there he is. He, it's only stills, but you can tell he's riding. Yes. <laughs> um, so he tells them that all the gold is safely through the gates of King's Landing. So they're pretty close, uh, but not quite there. Uh, Jamie says, good. And Randall says, we need to get the last of these wagons over the Blackwater Rush before nightfall. The head of the line is, if, if the head of the line is ambushed, the tail will never be able to reinforce it in time. Jamie says, well, we are stretched a bit thin. And Randall says, with your permission, flogging stragglers has a marked effect on the mobility. Uh, you know, we know Randall's a, a downright bastard because of uh, how he treats Sam. Uh, Jamie says, let's give them fair warning first. Uh, these men fought well at Highgarden. Uh, Randall is clearly upset. Uh, he rides off. Uh, Jamie and Braun give each other a look before riding into camp. Uh, Dickon is overseeing some of the soldiers working uh, when Jamie and Braun ride up. Uh, Dickon says, Sir Jamie, 
uh, and Jamie calls him uh, Rickon again. Uh, Dickon corrects him, Dickon. Um, this is where Bron uh, breaks out laughing when he hears the name for the first time. Uh, Jamie says, I hear you fought bravely at High Garden. Your first battle? Uh, Dickon nods. And then Jamie, you know, kind of pushes him and says, and? Uh, Dickon says, it was glorious. And then Bron steps in and says, come on, your father's not here. Uh, Dickon continues, all my life we've been pledged to House Tyrell. I knew some of those men. I hunted with them. Jamie says, they didn't deserve to die. But Lady Olena chose to betray her queen and support the Targaryen girl. So here we are. Dickon says, I didn't expect it to smell like that. Bronn says, men shit themselves when they die. Didn't they teach you that at your fancy lad school? Well, I learned it when I was five. Um, and this is where Bronn hears something in the distance and kind of gets a concentrated look on his face, uh, trying to figure out what it is. Uh, Jamie doesn't hear it yet and asks what? And Bronn says, stop, listen. And then this is where they hear distant hoofbeats approaching. Uh, they turn to look where it's coming from. Uh, it's getting louder and louder. And... <laughs> mm, nope. uh, Jamie and Braun and Dickon ride off to ready their men. Uh, Jamie says, spears and shields, spears and shields. Uh, Braun says, boats and hoes, boats and hoes. <laughs> no, I said, uh, Braun says, get in line. Uh, Jamie continues, spears and shields, spears and shields. Braun, get in line now, you cunts. Uh, Randall says, form up. Come on, lads, guard those wagons. Form a line, form a line. Uh, so this is where the men uh, line up to form a shield wall, kinda, almost kind of like when, uh, uh, remember when Battle John and his men, yeah, they were like kind of surrounded. Um, uh, they hear men shrieking in the distance. Uh, archers line up behind the shield wall. Uh, Randall says, archers, steady, ready, here they come. Uh, they, they hear more shrieking off in the distance. Uh, the hoofbeats are approaching. Uh, the shrieking, shrieking, sorry, shrieking and whooping uh, is getting louder. Uh, Jamie looks out uh, as the Dothraki crest the ridge, riding toward them. Uh, Randall says, uh -oh. spears out, steady, hold the line. What? Oh, no, I, just, I guess I just totally forgot about the Dothraki. <laughs> uh, as the Dothraki approach, uh, Bronn rides up to Jamie. Uh, Bronn says, get back to King's Landing. Jamie says, I'm not abandoning my army. Bronn says, you're the commander, not a damn infantryman. Those fuckers are about to swamp us. Uh, Jamie says, we can hold them off. And just then, um, they hear a dragon roar. Uh, they turn to see Drogon flying towards them. Uh, on his back is Daenerys. Uh, when she gets to the head, when she gets to the head of the front, I guess that's kind of redundant. Um, <laughs> when she gets to the front of the Dothraki charge, uh, what does she say? Um, Dracarys. Yeah. yeah. So she says Dracarys, uh, Drogon spits a line of fire that cuts through the shield wall, uh, catching the Lannister soldiers, just their shoulders, um, <laughs> on fire. <laughs> uh, behind, them is, behind them is Dickon, who sees the carnage that leaves the ground aflame. 
then through the flames rides the Dothraki coming to attack them. Uh, with the first shield wall broken, the Dothraki slam into the second wall of Lannister soldiers. Uh, some Dothraki are killed, but the Lannister men are quickly uh, breaking rank, and Dothraki penetrate to start killing. Well, um, after they, the Dothraki break through that first um, wall, there's a couple of cool scenes because like, the bodies that were on fire are on the ground. They're just ash. Like They're stepping over them, just powder. It's kind of giving you an idea of how hot that fire is. That's hot fire. Hot fire. Drogon spit hot fire. Hot fire. <laughs> uh, flying above, Daenerys sees the line of wagons holding food uh, and supplies and flies Drogon towards them and has him destroy it in a fiery blaze. Um, Jamie says, archers, archers with me. Uh, Jamie pulls the archers to face where Daenerys is flying. Um, as she flies back, uh, down for another pass uh, he has them loose Daenerys turns um, and all the arrows bounce off Drogon's chest uh, Drogon fires a line of fire at another line of supply wagons uh, Rodney you want to continue uh, yeah so um, so Jamie. That, yeah Jamie Ar- you know archers archers with me whatever um Jamie says to Bronn, Kyburn Scorpion is over there. Do you remember what the scorpion is? Yeah, that's the weapon that can pierce through a dragon's skull. Okay. And uh, Bronn says, go get it then. (laughs) (laughs) Jamie says, I can't shoot it with one hand. At this time, Bronn rides off to get it. Jamie pulls out his sword and starts cutting down Dothraki. One Dothraki has two Arachs, and he draws... um, uh, rides up on Jamie. Jamie is about to uh, get his sword. Um, he blocks. He uses his sword to block the two rocks that are coming down on him. Um, when he's like being overpowered a little bit, but then before you know it, there's a sword that goes through the Dothraki from behind, and behind him is Dickon. So they give them uh, Jamie and Dickon give each other a little head nod. Bronn is now riding towards the scorpion when he sees a Dothraki riding towards him in the distance. Bronn pulls out a dagger and does a nice little underhand throw, but the Dothraki is able to dodge it. Uh, He actually deflects it with his Arak. Uh, Bronn then pulls out his sword, and the Dothraki swings low as they pass each other. They're both riding on horseback, Um, and the Dothraki cuts the leg of Bronn's horse, and Bronn falls to the ground. Whoa. Uh, yeah, his bag of gold goes fl- uh, flying and falls um, and spills all over the ground. The Dothraki guy then turns around to make another pass at Bronn, but Bronn runs off. He passes some uh, Lannister men who are on fire, then dodges a Dothraki attack. So he's bobbing and weaving as he's going. Um, there's a point where he pulls a sword out of a guy who's unfortunately skewered to one of the wagons. Um, and he, uh, he uses it to kill one Dothraki. He kills another Dothraki as he falls to the ground to see Drogon fly over him. Um, uh, do, uh, the Dothraki... Um, so as he's uh, Drogon spinning more hot fire, um, Bronn is continuing <laughs> to run from the Dothraki that's chasing him as he gets um, off his horse. And, you, and, and because there's uh, flaming wagons that's blocking his way, the Dothraki guy climbs onto a large wagon 
and pulls open the canvas. And inside, staring directly at the scorpion when Bronn pulls the trigger. And this large spear, uh, sized arrow, like, skewers the guy and shoots him across the battlefield. And he's stuck to another wagon. Pretty cool scene. Bronn drops the sides of the roof. So it's kind of cool. It's like a, um, he's able to like pull this lever and it splits in the middle and then falls to the side. So now the, the scorpion's like wide open. Yeah. Um, from a distance atop a hill, it's Tyrion and he's watching the fight surrounded by a handful of death Rocky. Tyrion has a pained look on his face as the Lannister soldiers are being slaughtered. One death Rocky tells him your people can't fight on the battlefield. Jamie surveys the damage. Lannister soldiers still on fire are running to the water in an attempt to put out the flames. Um, Drogon heads back to make another pass. He is flying low, uh, just feet, uh, just like a few feet above the water. Uh, Jamie sees, giving command to a group of soldiers to take cover. They raise their shield as the flame engulfs them. Once the dragon uh, flies over, uh, they're they're nothing but ash. They just poof. They became. Um, Ash statues. It was crazy. So now the uh, Drogon's flying higher in the air. Bronn uh, now has the dragon in his sights and lets go. Lets a, uh, a spear fly. It flies just over Daenerys's head. Tyrion sees uh, the near hit and shoots Daenerys a concerned look. The smoke clears enough so Daenerys can see where the attack came from. As Bronn is reloading the scorpion, Daenerys is flying Drogon closer. Bronn gets the spear loaded, aims the scorpion up at the incoming dragon. Bronn has the dragon in his sights and says, come on, you fucker. Uh, Darren says, Dracarys, as Bronn fires the spear. As Drogon opens his mouth to shoot a flame, the spear hits him on his right wing. Uh, screeching in pain, Drogon uh, pulls his injured wing to his body and starts to roll And uh, as he's falling. So he's spinning out of control. Daenerys is holding on for dear life as Drogon slowly regains control and hovers just above the ground in front of Bronn and the Scorpion. Bronn, still in the middle of reloading, realizes he is too late and jumps off to the side as Drogon lights the Scorpion on fire. Drogon then lands and uses his tail to finish off the Scorpion, shattering it into a million pieces. So then, off in the distance, Jaime sees the dragon on the ground and Daenerys has dismounted to see if she could pull the spear free. Drogon screaming in pain as she's pulling on the spear. Jamie sees a spear in a dead Dothraki and gets an idea. Tyrion from the distance, who's on top of the hill, sees his brother and mutters, uh, mutters to himself, flee, you idiot. Jamie gets this determined look on his face and spurts his uh, horse forward. Spurs his horse forward. Jamie grabs the spear and Spur. points it, points it uh, forward like he's going to joust. Tyrion sees what he is doing and says to himself, "You idiot! You fucking idiot!" Daenerys is still struggling with the spear as Drogon's in Drogon's side as Jamie rides within twenty feet of her. Daenerys sees Jamie riding up on her and freezes. Drogon then puts his head in front of her and opens his mouth. Just as fire is about to erupt out of Drogon's mouth, Bronn rides up, jumps off his horse to pull Jaime into the water next to him. The flames burst out and engulfs Jaime and Bronn's horses. 
but in the water, there's Jamie. He's looking up at um, at the water, but the weight of his armor is dragging him deeper and deeper into the lake. And that's how the episode ends. Whoa. And scene. <laughs> Man. Mm-hmm. That was a crazy ending. Yeah. Um, I actually thought that Jamie was going to die there. Um, and I guess maybe he will, but I, I kind of doubt it at this point. But I, I really thought that uh, Tyrion, the, the buildup of Tyrion seeing him uh, go after Daenerys, I thought he was going to be set on fire. Um, man, that was wild. Cool. Yep, very good. What's going to happen next? Uh, I made my my Arya and Littlefinger prediction. Um, beyond that, I don't know. So, all right. Is this another weird travel thing? How they got there so fast? Yeah. Yeah, like, come on. That had to be at least a two-week travel, right, Shane? Yeah. So, yeah, it was, like, almost... I, I guess it kind of coincides with them marching back to King's Landing and they were able to maybe cut them off before they got there. So, But it's just, it, it, it does feel really fast. It's like, oh my God, we took Highgard or we took uh, Castle Rock, but no one was there. Okay, I'll meet them over here uh, yeah. in 30 seconds. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, um, I, I don't know that I have any other predictions right now um because i can't think of anything um beyond stuff that i've already said but that ending was really really cool so i'm uh, i'm excited to see where where this goes um i think at that point that was the most expensive uh scene they've ever shot um which was kind of interesting because of all the cgi of the dragon like doing all that damage yeah that makes sense no, but um, maybe we could show you that next time before we record that battle scene. It was really cool. Very cool. Yeah. So, oh, the spurting on the horses, that was really good. I like that. <laughs> Shut up. So spurt, Shane, spurt, spurt, spurt. Shane is trying to show me a map of Westeros right now. Because um, I, I do want to know how ridiculous this these like travel jumps are they're pretty ridiculous yeah. like they move faster than nightcrawler <laughs> i mean you know there is i don't know you know they, they could have taken some liberties of i don't know yeah it's it's bullshit <laughs> I, I was trying to save them but I don't I don't want to yeah so that's it's getting uh, closer and closer to the big battle was this the fourth episode of season seven or third yes fourth four okay. wow so we're more than halfway through yep dang yeah what do you think oh. of this season yeah um i like the uh the action um i like um 
I don't know, like they really didn't um they really didn't waste their time with like getting like setting up this war. Like they really like jumped right into it. Um yeah. so if you forgive the travel stuff and if you if you kind of ignore comparing that part of it to past seasons, um then it's really cool. It's just, you know, like John showing up overnight and stuff that like it's it kind of it it doesn't sit right based on what we'd seen to this point, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um that's why we were talking about like why it, it, it just it's so rushed, you know. They could have easily yeah. expanded it a little longer, but guy go to that galaxy far far away just to get canceled, you know. Yeah, but I but I do like <laughs> I do like um where the story is gone and uh you know yeah. I'm glad you brought up this map. Look how look at the size of Essos compared to Westeros. Like huge. Yeah. So Matt, yeah, you see right, so King's Landing's kind of in the middle there. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And then uh, up right to that is Dragonstone. Dragonstone. So they're actually not too far away. Yeah. But High Garden is down left. Um, and if you use that legend up top, that's like, I mean, that's like 700 miles from so High Garden to King's Landing. They went past King's Landing to get. Yeah, they would have to. Yeah. Yeah, they had to go past it to find uh, the Landstermen. Yeah, it's like driving through Disneyland to go to Knott's Berry Farm. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> um, man, and Marine and Yunkai and Astapor are way over there. Yeah. Yeah, and it took like a season to get across, you know? Yeah. True. Huh. Interesting. Right. Yeah. Cool. All right. Uh, thanks for listening to the Out of the Loop podcast. It's a pleasure to go uh, explain this to our friend Matt, and I'm glad people are listening because this is a great show still. Um, please follow us on our Instagram and so, uh, twi- Twitter at ootopodcast at gmail.com. Feel free to send us an email if you uh, uh, can explain quick travel to us. That would be awesome. Uh, you can send an email to ootopod at gmail.com. Um, but yeah, uh, this has been, this was an awesome end to a great episode. Uh, I, I'm getting excited as we get closer to the conclusion. Um, we know that white walkers are coming and anything else going on, Shane? No, uh, just want to see if at least season seven holds up, uh, the way I think it does. Um, I'm real curious to get back into season eight to knowing what I know and just kind of deeper dive into if I like it or not. Cool. Any final real curious about real curious about Matt's uh, take on, on both seven and eight. So, yeah. I'm just, I'm just excited for our, um, out of the loop podcast on Cobra Kai. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, you guys are such haters.
Thanks I for really, listening, guys. Don't really, listen to these wait, two chuckleheads. I really want to see what it would be like for Shane to describe a, an episode <laughs> to me and for you to describe the same episode to me. You'd be like, I, I kind of want to watch this episode now. And then <laughs> then when Shane would talk, be like, fuck this show. Oh, my God. The kids, they show up and they fight and they kiss. And then Johnny <laughs> says some racist thing. And then yeah. Daniel's son is like 80 years old and he's doing karate and he looks stupid. <laughs> Oh, fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thanks for listening, guys.